Hello, beautiful people. Quick question. Have you ever thought to yourself, I've been passed up for a promotion, but I don't understand why? Or I want to change in my career, but where do I even begin? We know we're not the only ones that have had these questions. And that's why we started this podcast. It's called Career Gems for the Journey. And we hope that as you listen, you'll discover some gems for your career journey. I'm Leah Murphy, and I wear many hats. I'll tell you about three of them. I'm an engineer by trade, a career coach, and an entrepreneur, all while working to stay happily married and raise three children. And my name is Alma Gordon. I'm a brand marketer, entrepreneur, and serial passion pursuer with a business approach to my endeavors, but always with a creative spin. And we're two really great friends that have supported one another throughout our professional careers. I mean, we've been through it all, and we're here to share some authentic stories, key successes, and setbacks. You're not going to want to miss this. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Career Gems for the Journey. This is Leah. And this is Ama. And we're excited to have you guys here today listening to us. So this one, I'm going to tell you up front, is going to be direct. It's going to be right to the point, right? We're like, bam, bam. One, bam. two, three, let's get to it. Let's get to it, right? We've been having a lot of great conversations, some of them philosophical, some of them like just, you know, wide reaching. But we wanted to start giving folks an opportunity to really get some intense gems that they can go and apply in their career relatively quickly. Um, that's really the gist of why we started the podcast is we felt like we had some experiences, some learned experiences that we wanted to make sure that we shared. And as I mentioned in the intro, I am an expert career coach. So wanting to make sure that I can give some of that expertise to the listeners, cause you guys ride with us. So, um, my goal is really to help people thrive in their career. How do I create opportunities for folks to be able to level up? And that looks different for different people. Again, I'm not going to get philosophical because every career has phases, but there are definite windows of time when you're sure that you want to level up. And normally that's when you're looking for a promotion and um, promotions mean more money, right? Like I just, (laughs) I'm trying not to. Listen, you you can't go wrong with a promotion that includes more money. Yes. Promotions do happen (laughs) with almost very little or no additional money as well. You know, I've heard of title bumps with same compensation. So um, I guess it just depends on what your objective is. But ideally with Career Gems for the Journey, we're hoping to help people get more money and a promotion. Yeah, we're hoping to help five. So this one is five really simple steps for you to level up. And when I say level up, I mean, looking for promotion, looking to take on more responsibility, looking to make um, additional compensation for taking on that additional responsibility. So I'm gonna run right into it um, and you tell me, I'd love to hear your example of when you've done this and done it well. So the first one, first gem is you gotta get real clear on what your current role is so that you can crush it. And when I say crush it, I mean, over deliver on your expectations. I mean, produce really strong results for the organization. Crushing your current role is basically the gateway for you to even have conversations for more responsibility, additional compensation. If you're not doing it at the current level in the current role, no one has an open door policy where they want to talk to you more about what you could be doing when they haven't seen you deliver in your current role. 
So um, what are your thoughts? Crushing your current role. This is crazy because I actually, I had a conversation today about this with a former uh, schoolmate. And I also had a, the same exact conversation, I want to say about six years ago, with a uh, someone who's in a senior position. Uh, she's about 55, I believe. And this is exactly what we were talking about. Uh, she wanted a promotion and she didn't know where to begin. Uh, and she also wanted more money. So before you know, she could crush her current role, I actually asked her to write down what is her role? What does she believe is in her remit? And even looking at other job descriptions and cross-reference that uh, so that before you can say, hey, I'm doing everything that's within my power to excel in this role, write down exactly what you're doing and look at some other job descriptions, whether it's on LinkedIn, on Indeed, and see what those job descriptions look like and say, hey, is there anything that I'm missing that I can add on to this? Because that could define what crushing your current role really means in your current job as well. So that was sort of the first thing I did. And then if you're very clear about what your role is, you've aligned on it with your uh, colleagues, with your superior, uh, I think it's time to come to the table with some conversations, right? And Leah, I think this is my go to your second point, where it's having the conversation with your superior about how you're measuring up to the expectations that were already laid out and come to the table with some accomplishments that you have ex you know exceeded wait, wait, gone wait, above wait, and beyond you're, right. you're leaving into <laughs> but you're absolutely right, right because the clarity that you need to know what you're how you're performing in your current role usually comes from a conversation about your objectives with your current manager so you need to know what the expectations are you are of you are as Ama said and that comes from your direct supervisor because they're the ones who should be measuring your performance and they're the ones who should be um, documenting it if you're in a formal process. Even if you're not in a formal process, they're still the gateway to you get into the next level. Yeah, I mean, I just want to, because, you know, I'm always the one that wants to be sort of, and my experiences have been completely unorthodox because I've worked for people where they weren't even clear what my role is and I had to outline it for them. So yes, it's important to be aligned, but there will be some circumstances where maybe you don't have a manager that's as buttoned up and you have to kind of lay it out for them and then say, here's what I have been doing. Here's what the expectations are of my role and other roles like it in comparable companies. And here's some things that I've achieved. You know, I've gotten this award in year one. I've launched these products in year two. Uh, you know, I had some compliments from, you know, counterparts, you know, two weeks ago. I mean, getting down to the, you know Yeah, I mean? no, you're making a fair point because <laughs> if, if it's not already defined, you do have to do some work to define it. And then you do have to share that with the, the rest of the audience, right? You have to share that with your direct boss, you know, maybe even discussion with your peers and maybe even their boss that may come up as a part of the discussion, but it all starts from getting that clarity. As long as there is any confusion or ambiguity, then there's reason for folks to not give you the promotion or give you the next opportunity. So that clarity is where really this key takeaway, like in number one, crush your current role. And you can only do that when you're clear on what the expectations for your current role are. So number two, which I'm kind of led into already is document your accomplishments. So AKA internal, internal PR. PR. <laughs> so you right on top of it. Internal PR really does look like you are you are your own best advocate. No one loves you like you. So you got to make sure that you're sharing with people when you do 
have exceptional performance or you knock it out of the park or you have a great deliverable, you have to share it. So the other thing that I would actually say is ask others to also share on your behalf, right? So you're, while you're focused on crushing your objectives for the year, you're going to put wins on the board. You're going to have some milestones in order to get to the big win. And as you hit those milestones, send yourself an email, including what the milestone is and what you did in order to accomplish it. Right. You're just keeping a record for yourself. Kind of a time. You know, the email solves the timestamp. It also solves the keeping everything in sequential order. But there are always cross-functional team members who collaborated with you in order for you to accomplish that goal. So ask them, hey, you know, they're giving you great feedback. They're telling you, man, we killed it. This was great. Thank you so much. You were such an integral player. We wouldn't have been able to do this without you. And you're like, you're right. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Would you mind sending an email to my manager so that they can hear the same feedback, right? So you're just, this is going to feel a little uncomfortable. I get it. I understand. For some folks, this is a little awkward, but push past it because these are your receipts. This is your documentation for um, conversations that will come with other leaders or with your direct supervisor in the future. So, But you definitely need receipts that you're keeping track of. And it's even better when you have other folks who are supporting you or in a cross-functional role that are seconding your motion to say, you know, yeah, they're great. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, two things I would add as a little cheat sheet, and I'll be honest, I've done this myself, uh, bring in friends or recruit friends, however you want to, you, you know, and listen, everyone, this is the workplace. Uh, so it's okay to have an objective in mind with those relationships. And I think you almost have to have two separate groups of friends. Ones that, you know, your supervisor or your team are aware of, you know, everyone has sort of their work wife, their work husband, and sort of, you know, the team member you tend to work often on projects with. But then I would actually recommend or advise to have some supporters that your supervisor may not be privy to, right? Uh, even if it's with a lateral type of role or someone who is, um, you know, a counterpart uh, to your supervisor that your manager is not aware of, right? So when they give you these uh, sort of, com you know, compliments or you have certain conversations where they're sort of giving you your praises, Yes, do exactly what Leah says. Thank you so much. And would you mind putting that in an email and CCing, you know, Jill? Let's say your boss's name is Jill, right? Uh, and but when it's someone that your supervisor is not aware of, is your crony, that is almost like a nice little sprinkle on top because it va further validates, you know, um, the credibility and the noteworthiness that is coming from the other team members. And I, I mean, it's worked in the past. I'm always- Yeah, it catches them off guard. It's great past. advice. It catches your supervisor off guard <laughs> in a positive way. And it also is harder for them to be able to argue that, you know, your friends are just giving you positive feedback, right? So you bring somebody who's a sleeper and they're like, oh, I had no idea you were talking to- Sleeper, please, wait, please. That's the term, a sleeper. We got, listen, guys, we just dropped the gem. Recruit, Recruit a, sleeper. a sleeper. Recruit a sleeper. Now they're going to be telling the truth because you've done great work, right? So it's not like we're not asking anybody to do anything that is unethical, but we're asking somebody to acknowledge your work to your boss and your boss being pleasantly surprised at who it is. So the more senior, the better, right? If you can have a sleeper who is, you know, a peer to your boss or more senior than you, 
obviously that helps to up the ante. So I love that advice. Recruit yourself a sleeper and make sure that that sleeper is acknowledging the work that you're doing. That's a great one. Okay. So number three, you want this promotion. You're thinking about it. You want to, you kind of position yourself. You're trying to envision it. You're trying to manifest it into happening. The only way you can do that is to identify the role you want. What is it that you want? And what are the core competencies that that role requires? Now, core competencies is a super formal, like job description type word. And I'm using it on purpose because you can't get away from core competencies. You're going to see them in in, um, job descriptions. You're going to also see them in postings that for jobs you may apply to. So I just want to make sure that we're speaking the same language. So you need a solid understanding of what is required of that role core competencies. And that might be experience. It might be education. It might be people leadership. It could be cross-functional collaboration. It could be anything, but you need to know what those core competencies are. And if that information is hard to access and you're not sure how to get after it because there might not be a job description, maybe it's a unique role. It's a one-off. You should use your relationships, use your network to meet someone who is in that role or a similar role. And then you can kind of do an informal interview to say, Hey, Tell me more about what it is that you do so I can get the best understanding possible. Now, quick tip. No one is taking your call to learn more about their role if you don't have a reputation for doing great work otherwise. So that crushing it, going back to number one, cannot be jumped over. You got to be doing that first so that people are willing to take the call and say, oh, yeah, I've heard. I'm totally willing to spend some time talking to you about this role and this potential. Really important, getting a solid understanding of your core competencies. You're nodding your head. Um. Yeah, no, listen, I mean, this is just bringing it back <laughs> to before business school. And I was in a corporate role that I was not happy with. And first I had a vision, which was I need to get out of here. <laughs> That's number one. First step. <laughs> Got to get out. Uh, two, right. Two, I'm not quite sure what this dream role is that I have in my head of doing, but I know this is not it. So where do I start? And I did exactly what you said. I had conversations with people. Well, before that, I took a Myers-Briggs. So Love Myers-Briggs. Love it. Right. So after I did the Myers-Briggs, I then had conversations with others, right, based on the output, things that I like to do, things that I'm, you know, talented or skilled or other people have given me compliments on. And then I went online and looked at job descriptions and looked at titles And I said, what is in here that I don't have? And that is where I started. I said, let me focus on the things that are missing so that when it's time for me to apply or, you know, put myself in a position to be more um, attractive to those looking for these titles or these roles, I have yes. all the good. Yes, yes, Amma. So <laughs> because the, the key thing is, you know, you understood what you were missing and then you worked to fill in the gaps, which goes right into number four. But before I get to that, I wanted to say Myers-Briggs is basically a self-assessment tool. So it's a digital assessment tool. You go in, you fill out some questions. It helps you get a better understanding of your work style, learning style, the way you operate. Assessments are very, very helpful to make sure that as you think about really critically what it is you want to do next, to be honest with yourself about your gaps. Self-awareness is the key to being able to have any real strategy or plan to elevate in your career. If you don't know where your gaps and opportunities are, you don't know, like, I'm really strong here and this is a development area, 
you don't want someone else to be the first one to tell you that. You want to make sure that you're um, well-informed about yourself, right? Nobody should be supporting you like you. So number four is do three things. And I recommend... Wait, wait, Lee, wait, hold on before we move on. Because Myers yeah. actually goes a step further and gives you some <laughs> suggestions of jobs that true. you might be good at. So, so, I mean, listen, full, dis full disclaimer, the job that I ended up with was one on the list. I mean, it, was a, it, it was a brand marketer. And I said, okay, let me look a little more into this. And then I did a test and learn. I found people who were brand marketers, had conversations and said, do you mind? If, you know, I kind of shadow you, can I, you know, come with you to this particular event and, or this, you know, um, conference or, you know, if you're a presentation and let me start testing the waters, which ties into, I think. Yeah. Like, point so number point number four is do, <laughs> do the work, right? Do three things on your own to build your capabilities that you need. So I'm just outlined it, right? I reached out to people. I went to conferences. I shadowed, right? That's you proactively investing and learning more about that role. And, you know, of course, eventually you can speak to that experience. Like, oh, as I was preparing for this, right? And while you're in an interview process, you can tell them that you started going to conferences two years ago to learn more about the role, which is a really great signal that you are serious about it, right? You're invested and you're prepared. Um, and people are more likely to align and want to support you. So make yourself a strong candidate for consideration. Only you can do that. Building those core competencies is a great investment in yourself, right? And it brings you confidence. Now you can speak the language, you know the lingo, you might know a little bit of you know jargon that you can throw into a discussion or throw into an interview. It positions you more as a more informed and a well-prepared candidate for consideration. So you can build those capabilities lots of ways. You can potentially do you know shadowing, like Ama said, project work. There's also courses that you can take. You can read books. I mean, you name it. But the idea is do the work to make yourself a strong candidate for consideration because that work will never go to waste. Even if you apply the first time and it doesn't work out, you still have the core competencies, right? They still exist. No one can ever take them away from you. So it's just a good look. So number four is to do the work. Let's be clear though. I mean, honestly, it might include oh, going facts. back to school. So it, it might it might include getting another degree because, uh, you know, you know, Lee and I went to college together. Leah was in the engineering school and I was in the school of business and I thought I was doing something. I said, great, I'm going to be a business major when I graduate. I'm going to be good. I don't have to go back to school. We were one of the higher paying majors. I took the Myers-Briggs. It said brand manager. When I looked at the qualifications for the job descriptions, yeah. it said MBA. Yeah. I said, oh, shoot. I got to yeah. go back to school. And I didn't see not one job description at the time that didn't even require yeah. years and years of experience in MBA. And then when I spoke to the people that I reached out to, all of them had MBAs. Now, the good thing is that now you can take certification courses that might supplement that. But I just wanted to temper the expectations because when you're doing the things to build your capacity, it could be a two-year degree. It could be a four-year. It could be yeah, a three-year degree. Could. I mean, I think so. But I think knowing in advance, right, that preparation to say what's the what are the core competencies or the qualifications that I need, then you can decide: Am I prepared to make the investment and go back to school right now, or do I need to, you know, delay that for some other personal reason? You're just informed, right? A lot of people say like, I just want to make more money or I want a different job, but 
you don't have a process to get there. So really, this is the process to make sure that you're getting there. And it helps and it helps manage the timeline for yourself, too. And it helps manages the expectations of how long you might have to foresee yourself in this role, maybe this title, and maybe it's a lateral move internally, because if you do need to get more degree certification or more education, see how you can be strategic even about that. And it might be saying, you know, checking with your HR department, you know, if there's a tuition reimbursement program, a lot of companies want to invest internally, right? So now it becomes a mutually beneficial relationship, right? Which, you know, I had a little sneak peek at Leah's um, cliff notes for this episode. So I am giving her I do a appreciate nice I, I take a oop. <laughs> for the, a, a little bounce pass to the next to the next point. But when you know when you can able to you know identify a mutually beneficial relationship between yourself and your company, and that includes education or certification, now the, the company is now benefiting right? Because they can say they have X amount of employees that satisfy this type of criteria, X amount of employees that they've invested in and then promoted. Keep in mind on the other side, yeah, companies are I looking mean, you, for you, things You have too, to make you know? it a win-win, right? You have to make it something that is good for you as well as good for them. Because you know you want the role, you know you want a promotion, you know you want to make more money, you know you have the ability to do it. I hate to break it to you guys because I love you. No one cares what you want. No one cares what you want as a single individual. It's just, these are just no the facts, cares. right? Managers care about how you can help them meet their objectives, right? How can you make, what's in it for me? How what's can you make me? me look good to my superiors? Because eventually I want a promotion, right? So managers care about how you can make them look better and meet their objectives. So what you do is you tell the story, like Ama said, about how it is advantageous to the company, to the organization, to um, to the university, to your employer. Why is it beneficial for them to have you in the role? What is the unique point of view that you bring? What is the gap that you could potentially fill? What are the dollars that you know the company may be able to make more of as a result of having someone with your expertise in the role? Then now people are listening, right? Now they're paying attention, right? Because you've done all the other things. You've already been crushing on your role. So they're like, oh man, this guy is, this girl is ambitious. She's young. She's talented, you know, doing great work, performing well at her level, nailing it. I like the way that sounds. Second, then now you have a list of accomplishments that you delivered and the work that you've done thus far, you know, all of the things that are key milestones in order to, for you to crush your current role. And you done got your sleeper in the game to say, listen, she really is killing it. Like she's fantastic. You just, you, you gotta, you gotta give her the next opportunity. She has to get a look, right? Then the next thing is, you know what the capabilities are for the role. You're, you understand what the core competencies are. You know what they have to deliver. And you've done the work. You got the extra education. You did the certification. You did the project work. You delivered. So now you've made such a compelling case, right? Like you've made the argument for them. And now you're finally saying, on top of all that, now let me tell you how it benefits the company for me to be in this role. And honestly, like no one cares. If you can't tell the story about how the company benefits from you being in the role, then we need to do some more work right? Then we should be working together to collaborate on what your 90-day promotion plan is with Career Gems for the Journey. You should reach out and we should figure that out because that story should be one that we could tell really clearly because you've done those first four steps and you're in a good position. So quick recap for the people. Number one, level up 
in promotion preparation, crush your current role. Get clear on what you're accountable for and deliver and over-deliver. Number two, document your accomplishments and ask others to support you in your success. Telling your manager and your sleeper is critical. (laughs) That was like a definite gem. Like write that down. Number three, identify the role you want and the core competencies that go along with it. The requirements for moving into that role. Once you understand what those things are, boom, now you're doing the work. Now you're doing three things on your own to build those core competencies to make you a strong candidate for consideration for the role. Those never go away. Those are money in the bank. Build your confidence. And number five, write down how the company benefits by having you in the role because no one cares that you just want to get promoted. The company cares about what makes them money and you making more money needs to make them more money and then everybody's happy. The so what? I call that the so what. It's my litmus test for everything that I do. So (laughs) I've done this great. So what? (laughs) Right? Why should someone care that you have done this? And the great news is that if you have done all this work and you're not promoted and you're not giving your flowers, guess what? You have now positioned yourself to exit and be attractive to another role in that promotion, in that salary range that you're looking for. And you're so confident now, right? By the time you get to step five, you are so confident in your own ability because you've actually done the work and made the investment that no one will be able to talk you out of it. Maybe it's a delay. Maybe it's a, hey, we're not ready to do it now. And it's going to happen in six months when these things change. That's awesome. Like, that's fine. But what we really want to do is feel really good that you're bringing your best to the table so that you're that you're the best next candidate when the right opportunity comes up. And you know what? There's one other thing I want to add, Leah. And let's, I mean, we can call this an asterisk on your five steps. It's plant the seeds along the way. No one knows what you're doing or why unless you communicate it. So if you have an interest in a certain title, in a certain role, in another department, plant those seeds, even if it's in meetings and you're like, you know, you know, I've always been interested in that. If there's uh, an organization or a team that we want to start here at the company, I'm happy to spearhead that. And you know who's in the room and who has just heard that. Or if you have one-on-ones with uh, your supervisor and you're just letting them know, hey, I have some interests, I have some vision, here's what I'm looking forward to doing, right? You have planted those seeds as you're crushing it, as your accomplishments are being documented, as you're identifying that role, as you're doing the things, right, to build your capacity and also factoring in and rounding it out with, Here's why y'all need me. Here's how the company. You said why y'all need me. I things. love a why y'all need me list. I love the <laughs> put it in writing why y'all need me. But I think it's a great point because, you know, while you're having your cross-functional team members shout you out, right? Your sleepers coming through. That's an opportunity to plant a seed while you're doing the work, right? And you're doing those three things to build your own core competencies. Those are all opportunities to plant, plant the seed as you're asking for project work. Or you decide, you know, to let people know, hey, I'm going back to school because I'm interested in this broader role and opportunity. So I think that's a great asterisk to add on top of it, uh, planting seeds throughout the process so folks are aware so that when you start to have the conversation and you, you know, you apply for the role, there's so many people that are informed and saw it coming. Um, There's a higher chance that folks are going to advocate for you. Like, yeah, we saw this coming. This is great. 
We want to be on the same page. We want to retain this talent, right? We want them to stay. So we want to give them an opportunity that allows them to stay and feel like they're growing. I'm a cereal <laughs> seed planter. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there will never be something I'm doing professionally that pops up out of nowhere that yeah. no one had any idea that this was something that Ama wanted to do, right? So if something goes awry and I end up leaving, because I have no problem leaving, <laughs> no one is surprised why. Everyone can't say that, <laughs> but I agree. That is certainly a precedent that, that's certainly a precedent that helps, right? That people are clear about what you needed all along and there was no real surprise there. Love that. So I think that does it. That does it for the five simple steps to level up, to get that internal promotion. So it's been a pleasure, Ama, always. And we appreciate all you guys for listening. And we'll look forward to hearing from you as you listen to this episode. Tell us if you agree. Tell us if you were able to put some of these in place and what results you're already able to achieve. Thank you for joining us, guys. Bye now. This was Amma Gordon and Leah Murphy. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode gave you some real gems that you can use on your own career journey. Come back for the next episode and be sure to follow us on social at Gems for the Journey on Instagram and Career Gems for the Journey on LinkedIn. You can also email us at info at gemsforthejourney.org with any questions or comments you may have.